0: Mysteries that were hid from before the foundation of the world. The greatest of these mysteries is this. That God's plan was to dwell in you. Is God living inside of you. And it is the reality of this new creation that didn't exist before. This new creation. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Now just to read a few verses says. Well, let me pick it up from verse 8. By grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, that any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, we are his own handiwork, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. We are God's workmanship created in Christ and there are works that we are to walk in. Ephesians chapter 3 reading from verse 1 Paul was talking about the fact that that God that uh, he said in verse 2 if you've heard about the dispensation of the grace of God which is given to me to you words how that by revelation he God made known unto me what the mystery as I wrote before in a few words whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge in this mystery of Christ. It was a mystery, it was a secret and part, part of, the, part of the, the assignment of the Apostle Paul was to unveil some of those truths to us and the very core of it is, the, is, is Christ in you, is God living on the inside of us. You being the temple of God and it goes on to say in verse verse 8 unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is their fellowship what is the what is the fellowship of the mystery what is their part in the mystery what is their participation in that mystery which from the beginning of the world had been hidden, God. It was a secret. It was hidden, God, who had created all things by Jesus Christ. But now that Christ is revealed in us, and now that God is dwelling in us, and now as these mysteries are be, beginning to be unfolded, it is for the very intent that onto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be made known by the church, by us, the manifold wisdom of God, according. To God's eternal purpose, which He purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. What is this mystery? It is Christ in you. This was the plan that God had from, from before the foundation of the world. Second Timothy chapter one, verse nine says, Who had saved us and who had called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. Not according to the family we were born in. Not according to our, um, to, to our ethnicity. But according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But it is now made manifest and it now comes to light. And it can now become experiential by the appearing or the unveiling of our Savior Jesus Christ. You see, the reality of Christ in us, when we get a hold of that truth and that that truth works itself out and we become aware and conscious uh, that Christ is in us and we begin to acknowledge who we are, acknowledge Christ in us. Then what happens? The purpose and the grace and the things that God has called and spoken about us begin to come into manifestation. But what is it all hooked up with to? It's hooked up with this fact. Christ in you. Colossians chapter 1. Flip with me to Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse 25. Paul says, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which had been hid from ages, from generations, but now is made manifest in his saints. This mystery is now made manifest in the saints. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the, great, the greatest mystery is Christ in you. This was the secret. That God is gonna, was going to come and live on the inside of us. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You and I, we are a new creation that did not exist before. Amen? Now, in, in Romans chapter 6, let's begin to get into this. Romans chapter 6. Reading from verse 3. Said a new man. It says, Know you not that, that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ that you were baptized into his death. You were baptized into his death. Let me just pause a little bit on this word baptized for a moment. Sometimes when we think of baptism, we think about the immersion in water and so on. But this word baptized here is talking about, is like, like being tie-dyed. You know, what the word, you know what it is to be tie-dyed? If you have, a, if you have a, um, a fabric and you put some dyes in it and you, and, 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 and you boil it and, and you, you tie some string around it and there's some dye and everything else and you boil it. When you take it out, the, those dyes will be so interwoven into, into that material you can't get it out. You can't separate it. So it says that you and I, do you not know that you were baptized? You were, you were tie-dyed. You were immersed into Jesus' death so that when Jesus died, you died. Not only, were you, not, not only were you baptized into his death, therefore you were also buried with him by baptism, by that whole tie-dying process, so to speak. You were also buried with him by baptism into death. And just like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, now it, it, you would think it, it, it ought to say this, because this is what it is, But unlike as Christ, so you were baptized into his, you were buried with him, you were baptized into his death. And like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, you too were raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. And Jesus, in his resurrection, he was raised up and he was made to sit in heavenly places. He was able to sit at the Father's right hand. Well, you were made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Now, the verse actually says in verse 4, however, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, and that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we also should walk in the newness of life. And it it is as if it left out this phrase, as if like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, you too were raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Therefore you ought to walk as someone that has been raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Which is to say, you ought to walk then in the newness of life. You ought to walk in this new life that you now have. And that's what this message today is about. Walking in the new life. Walking in a new life. Not walk, walking as who you are on the inside. Walking as as his workmanship. Walking in the new creation. Amen. Say newness of life. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 4 Put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. Colossians 3 verse 10 says, Put on that new man, and that new man is after the image of him that created him. He is very, he's after the image of him that created him. Let's turn to Second Corinthians chapter 5. Say new creation. I want you to get this thing new in the inside of you. I know it's a new year and all of that, but get this issue of new. Because every day, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. And if it's new, it's not old. Amen? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Let's read it all the way from verse 14. For the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that if one died for all then were all dead and that he died for all that they which live that's you and I should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again wherefore henceforth know we know men after the flesh Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old are passed away. Old, the old is gone, and behold, all are become new. Now, let me ask you a question. It says, the old is passed away and all has become new. Does he mean it when he says, all, the old is passed away? Does he mean it when he says, behold, look, all things have become new? Does he really mean that all things have become new? We know he must mean that. Well, Well, why don't we, let's sink our teeth into it and let us let us accept it and let us recognize what are all these things that are made new let us accept that yes all things are made new what do you mean all things are made new what is this all stuff now the bible says in colossians chapter 3 that your life is with christ in god and when christ who is your life? Verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Saying then that Christ himself is the life and the essence of that new man. Of that spirit man on the inside. That hidden man of the heart. Right back here in Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. After it says, therefore if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation, all things have passed away, behold all things have become new, and all are of God. Now that's a hint, all things have become new, and all are of God. Could it be saying that the all things that have become new, that each and all of those, all things are indeed of God? Amen? that would mean then that everything within this new man everything within this new born again spirit of yours this hidden man of the heart this new creation all things in him are new and all of those things in him are new and they are of God all things are of God so To walk in the new would be to walk in in whatever is in that new man. And everything in him is of God. Yes his spirit is brand new, his spirit uh, uh, has been recreated. But Jesus is the life of his spirit. The love in his heart is not the love that was there before. It is the love of God. All things of God. The joy it's not what the world call happiness it's the joy of the Lord the peace is the peace of God it's not just some tranquility the faith is of God the life we now live we live by the faith of the Son of God even the very conscience that we have you see everything In your spirit and everything connected to your spirit is all totally new. Amen. And that is the very reason why if your conscience is the voice of your spirit, your conscience is absolutely new. Now I'm just going to, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but let me just still show you a scripture along the line. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21. I'm going to jump in the middle of the verse. <laughs> the like figure where to even baptism does also no, that also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That conscience that you have came out, well, came, came, came out of resurrection. It's a brand new conscience. The Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter nine and verse and verse fourteen that by the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead words that you might serve the living God. So the love of God in your heart is, 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 the love in your heart and everything in your spirit, all of it is of God. And even your very conscience that you have is of God. The very mind of your spirit is the mind of who? It's the mind of Christ. Amen? Now we got to do something with our natural mind. But that mind of your spirit is the mind of Christ. Amen? Okay. But we must recognize that all things have become new and therefore this issue of walking in the new man is to walk in all, to walk in the newness of life, it's to walk in love, it's to walk in the joy, it's to walk in the peace, it is to exercise your conscience, and keep a conscience that is void of offense before God and man. It is to walk in these things, it's to walk in God, it's to walk in the spirit, it's to walk in faith. It is to walk not as who you were, but rather recognizing that those old things are passed away. They're gone. Right? They ended by death. And we'll come we'll come back to that in just a moment. So who is this new man? Let's get a let let's get a little picture of him for a moment. Well, <laughs> if this was if this was new creation 101, we would you know, we'll be covering a whole lot of scriptures as to who, who, who this new man is, how, how that um, he is complete in Christ and the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ and, and, and you are complete in Christ and Christ dwells in you. And we will go through several of those scriptures. But we leave that for another time. But let's just capture the new man in just this one verse. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. The very essence of who you are right now is Galatians two twenty, Which is what? You have been crucified with Christ, nevertheless you live, yet it's not you, but it is Christ that liveth in you. And the life you now live, you live by the faith of the Son of God. This new creation that you are, old has passed away. This new creation, this new person that you are, the person inside of you doesn't have any history. All things have passed away who are you the person that you are is your spirit man okay you have this physical body and yes you have a soul and we need to work on that but your identity is your spirit and that spirit the essence of your born-again spirit is Christ himself and if we were to take look at that at your spirit and and the DNA of it and look at it very closely one of the things we will find is all things have passed away. We will, find, we will find in it what? The old man is dead and gone. You've been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer you. But it's Christ that lived in you. And the life you live right now that you have to be walking in is the life of Christ. But let's understand this. That life of Christ, that very life in and of itself begins in death. There is no life of Christ. There is no, the life I now live is the life of Christ without I'm crucified with Christ. Are you with me? All right. We must continually live in the reality of I am crucified with Christ in order to, for, us, for us to be living the life of Christ. The Bible says that if you be dead with him, then you shall also reign with him. Reign with him. I'm going to repeat that you cannot live the life of christ without accepting and living in the reality that the old man has been crucified with christ you cannot live the reality of the life of christ without the reality of the death amen without the death there is no life that is why sometimes it's somewhat it is almost futile to not be conformed to this world but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind Romans chapter 12 verse 2 but not also doing Romans chapter 12 verse 1 which is present your body a living sacrifice holding acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service because the life the, 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 the very living of this life in it is, is, the, is the acknowledgement of the death and letting that death having a rule and a reign now um. Let me tell me to second Corinthians chapter one Because this is what we want to learn today we want to know well, how can I live this life? How can I walk in this newness of life? How can I do it? Well, you can't do it without embracing The aspect of crucifixion Jesus said that Jesus said you want to live my life You got to lay down yours didn't he say that then he say you got to take up your what cross? Didn't he say you gotta deny yourself? What is he talking about? It is the reality of that death. In, didn't it say in another place that uh, we are in the world but not out of the world, but we are in the world but not of it? We've gotta live, there's gotta be the death to that world as well. Amen. Alright. Second Corinthians chapter 1. I want you to get this point first before we before we, we, we talk about some more truths, which is this. Second Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 1, reading from verse 17. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness? Or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose them according to the flesh? That with me they should be yea, yea, and nay, ye, nay? Let me just read it in the amplified. Do I plan according to the flesh like a worldly man, ready to say yes, yes, when it really means no, no? But as God is true, our word towards you was not yes and no. It was not yes, that might mean no. No. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, and Silvanus, and Timothy, it was not yes and no, it was not yea and yes and no, but in him it was yes. The Amplified says, it was not yes and no, but in him it is always the divine yes. It, it is not some wishy-washy, well yeah, maybe no, 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 no. In him it was yes, and then verse 20, for all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen. Did you get that? Now, let me ask you a question. Are all the promises of God in Christ yes? Is that yes? <laughs> so, all the promises in God are yes. All the promises, whatever God has said, is the truth. Is that right? Now, the reality of being crucified with Christ the reality is Galatians 2 20 is how it is for every believer whether he knows it or not whether he understands it or not whether he receives it or not if you are born again you were crucified with Christ and the life you now live is the life of Christ is that the truth no the fact that that is the truth is that necessarily the truth to that person if they don't know it no is that the truth to that person, if they, if, they, if, they, if they think, yeah, I understand that, I get it. But they don't own it, they don't take it. And here's the point I'm about, to, I'm, I'm, about, I'm, about to, I'm about to make. The truth does not become yours until you take it. The truth is the truth regardless of anything or anyone. No one can do nothing against the truth but for the truth, it says, in Second Corinthians 13 and verse 8. Somebody say, well, I don't believe this and I don't believe that. What you believe doesn't change whatever the truth is. You know those people that want to argue about what they think or what they think? It doesn't really matter. Whatever the truth is, it is. Is that right? So the truth is. But for the truth to become true to you, you've got to make it so. You've got to take it. You've got to bind yourself to it. So let's get back to this verse here. For all the promises of God in Him are what? Yes, they are certain. And in Him they are what? Amen unto the glory of God now watch this by us by us in other words then you by me the truth is the truth in God but for for it to be to his glory for the manifestation for the excellence to come out of it there's gonna have to be me and you and us we have to add our agreement to that verse in other words yes I'm crucified with Christ And the life I now live is the life of Christ. That is the truth. But until I begin, until I own it, until I begin to declare it, until I believe it, until I bind myself to it, until I begin, then it's not not mine. When I begin to see it, and I begin to get the vision of it, and I begin to get a revelation of it, then I see what can be. It's like it becomes a picture. It becomes a vision. It becomes a blueprint it becomes a hope but it takes my faith now to give that hope substance it takes my faith to say I agree with God I agree with this which I see and then it takes love faith works by love to put action to it and then it becomes yours the Word of God does not become yours until you put it in your mouth Get it in your heart and begin to declare it, decree it, and walk it out. Amen? Until you do it. Alright. Now, Titus 1 verse 1 says this. It says, the acknowledgement of the truth, the last part of that verse, the acknowledgement of the truth is after godliness. The acknowledgement of the truth. Let me see something here. The acknowledgement of the truth. Okay. Anyway. The acknowledgement of the truth. When you get it. In you know, other the truth is the truth. But there's the acknowledgement of it. When you own up to it. When you say it. When you declare it. When you cease it. And you say this is how it is. I receive it. I take it. I believe it. I speak it. When I acknowledge the truth, the acknowledgement of the truth is after godliness. What do you mean after godliness? Godlikeness? What do you mean godlikeness? The acknowledgement of the truth is what produces the manifestation of the god life. Amen? It's what produces the manifestation of the god life. Now whether that God life includes healing, whether it includes walking in love, whether it includes prosperity, it is the acknowledgement of the truth. The truth is going to be the truth whether you acknowledge it or not. But until you acknowledge it, it doesn't become yours. It doesn't possess you. You don't get an experience of it. Are you with me? So the Bible says, so in other words, this is how it works. It's the acknowledgement of the truth that produces the God kind of life. And Jesus said he came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. So we got to get a hold of the truth. And then we got to speak and declare that truth. So when we find out these are the things about this new man and this new life, it will not become manifest in our life. And it will not become truth to us until we take it, until we begin to speak it. And I put a special emphasis on the issue of speaking. Amen? The Bible says in Titus 1 and verse 3, God God says that he will manifest his word through preaching. Now by preaching, it doesn't just mean what what comes off of the pulpit. It means saying. God says, i manifest my word when you say it. In other words, then the word is the truth. Whatever the word says, it it says. It says by his stripes you healed. That's how it is. But that will not become yours, and will not become true to you, and will not become experiential to you, until you begin to speak it. Amen? Until you begin to declare whatever it is, God says, I have ordained that this is how the system works. That as you speak it, I will cause it to become so.